Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode slash video on the Sports Stories Podcast. Now, this one is going to be a little bit different, uh, or not really mainly that different, but I'm going to be doing a mock draft, which is actually the second mock draft I'm actually doing on this channel, which is pretty funny that uh, I was going over, well I started this channel right before the draft, uh, I believe my first video was mainly centered around uh, um Bro, I can't think of his name. Uh, um, tight end, Atlanta. Starts with a K. Pitt. Pitt. I was talking about Pitt. And, you know, in from Florida, you know, making his making his way over to the NFL. I was thinking maybe Falcons. I was like, oh, maybe the Falcons draft him. Um, in that one, I wasn't really sure. I was like, okay, maybe I'll just go with the rumor that the Falcons really want him. Um, and then my mock draft, I think I had him going, like, a little bit further down in the draft, like the 7th pick. Well, not 7th pick, because that was the Lions. Uh, I had him going down to a later pick, but then he was actually picked 4th by the Falcons. And I was like, wow, should have just kept that one. Um, but, anyway, regardless of that, uh, let's just get right into uh, my mock draft for tomorrow's draft. Now, uh, going ahead to this first pick... Now, this one is a pretty uh, big pick. The Jaguars picking number one again for back-to-back years. Uh, last year, they picked Trevor Lawrence, uh, quarterback out of Clemson. Uh, he didn't really have the best season, nor did he have the best offensive line. So, really, I mean, you can't really base a rookie's year. But compared to his, uh, you know, his other quarterbacks that were drafted in the same class, I mean, Mac Jones made the playoffs. Justin Fields wasn't too bad. Uh, probably uh, Trey Lance didn't really get much starting time. He didn't really play. Um, but yeah, mainly looking back on it, looks like Mac Jones is the better quarterback. But we do have to see. It it, it was only Trevor Lawrence's first year in a not so good organization game plan. I mean, Urban Meyer literally like got fired in his first year as coaching a uh, professional football team, and then. Uh, he left mid-season. I mean, that entire the entire Jaguars season was just uh, an absolute dumpster fire. So, again, they're over here picking number one again. Now, there has been a lot of drama recently as to who the front wa- uh, front office wants. Uh, it seems like the GM really wants uh, the edge rusher, Aiden Hutchinson, coming out of Michigan, who uh, came second place in Heisman voting. And... Uh, the I believe the coach head coach uh wants uh they want or not not Doug Peterson um sorry I think it's somebody else in the front office uh it's not the GM I don't really know who it is but somebody else in the front office really wants uh Trayvon Walker out of Georgia who's a really good edge rusher so it looks like they're really eyeing the edge rushers here but. For the first pick in the draft, I think the Jaguars should select offensive tackle Evan Neal coming out of Alabama. Now, Evan Neal, he's a great prospect. I think he's a he's a really great offensive lineman. He played really well in Alabama, really helped uh really helped the Alabama offense a whole bunch and kind of led them up to that national championship game. Um he's a really great prospect. He uh, matches his feet with his hands. He's very powerful, strong. Um, really, my only main two issues with him is that he leans forward a little bit. 
uh, kind of opening them up to some more outside moves um, or just, you know, a little stutter step in, uh, you know, he's kind of letting go there. Um, and also just, I mean, his performance against the Georgia defensive line wasn't the best in the national championship game. And that's why I think uh, they kind of faltered there. But I think he's overall a really good prospect. Um, and the Jaguars, I think both sides of the ball for the Jaguars is something that they should prioritize. Um, definitely. But <clears throat> I believe that if you did choose, you know, they did choose a quarterback last year. And what would be the purpose of, you know, drafting a quarterback? And then you know that your offensive line is just garbage. Okay. The offensive line is, was not protecting Trevor Lawrence at all. Um, that wide receiver core wasn't the best. It was decent. <clears throat> Sorry. And, I mean, it was okay. The Jaguars' offense was mediocre at best. And the defense of the Jaguars, I mean, Josh Allen, he's a really, really good draft pick for them that they had a few years ago. <clears throat> that has really worked out. And I think they could, I mean, this edge class is just so deep that I think, I think they can go pick up an edge later on in the draft. And, I mean, I don't, I don't think that they need one as the first pick. Now, it is going to be kind of hard to pass up on Aiden Hutchinson. And, you know, basically the top five picks that I have here in the draft are really, uh, you know, reverse. I mean, you can really just spread them out however you want. But <clears throat> this draft class is really hard to pick up on. And if you do, you know, if you do end up uh, not picking an edge rusher here, I feel like you could pick up an edge rusher here maybe through a trade with a pick. You know, a little foreshadowing to later on in my mock draft. But I feel like the Jaguars could really uh, improve by getting an offensive lineman who can really help the offensive line and help, you know, invest invest in who you think will be in your, your franchise quarterback. And right now, it's looking like Trevor Lawrence. And if you don't invest in that, when will you? Because we've, we've seen many teams pick a really good prospect they think this is going to be their next, you know, their next big franchise quarterback, but they don't invest anything into it. So then now, Leo does a bust and, you know, kind of goes on from there. Now, I don't think Trevor Lawrence is a bust. I think he just needs a good system around him. And I think, uh, you know, I think uh, Doug Peterson will really help that. Um, I mean, his success with, uh, you know, Carson Wentz early on in his career, making him uh, MVP candidate and also Nick Foles who came in for that Super Bowl year in the playoffs and did well I think Doug Peterson can really give him a good system but you also need to have the players around him to make that system good and I think if you get an edge rusher here okay you know you're helping your young defense out which is great now your defense is stacked but what are you going to do with your offense you know the offensive line class is pretty decent but I wouldn't say past probably the top 15 pick maybe you're really getting any good you know good offensive linemen that are really going to help you out in the long run I think you invest into offensive linemen here in the first pick and then you try and get an edge because the edge the edge rushers and the edge rush class is just pretty deep this year it's pretty uh you know they got they got a lot of people in the draft this year so I feel like if you get offensive linemen here definitely helps you out 
it helps you invest in Trevor Lawrence, and then also the edge class is just so deep that you can pick one later on in the first round. Now moving on to the second pick. Uh, now this one, you know, I'm a I'm a Michigan man myself, so I I would really want them to select Aiden Hutchinson, um, and you know I feel like yeah, and Malik Willis seemed like a really great pick, um, but. At the, it's with the two edge rushers in this class, Kavion Thibodeau and Aiden Hutchinson. It's really just one A, one B. So whoever goes first, uh, I feel like they're going to be compared for the rest of their careers. So with this pick, I think the Lions will choose Kavion Thibodeau. Uh, they've said repeatedly that they think that Kavion Thibodeau is a really good prospect. Um, and if I'm not wrong, I believe our current GM, uh, Brad Stevens, I believe. Um, I don't want to get that wrong, that name wrong, but he's a really good GM. I think that he's had some pretty good eyes last year in the draft. Uh, he picked up Penne Sewell, which I did not agree with. I wanted Dante Smith, but they ended up getting a pretty good draft class. Um, first pick in uh, with the seventh pick, they got Penne Sewell, who was actually pretty good for a rookie. I mean, he basically stood his ground against Aaron Donald in that Rams game, which was great to see. Also in the first game of the season, kind of held his ground against Nick Bosa, which is also great to see. Um, he also picked up Amon Ross St. Brown in, I believe, the second round. Um, and then um, Levine, that defensive, that nose tackle, he's been pretty great. Besides the injury concerns, he's been doing really well. So I think Brad Stevens, Dan Campbell, they have something going on here. And uh, if they believe that Kayvon Thibodeau is the next prospect, the next really great edge rusher, then uh, by any means, I believe they should go for it. Uh, they released Trey Flowers uh, this offseason, which I believe was a pretty good thing. Uh, I'm assuming that they really couldn't get any draft, or not, sorry, any draft, but any trade uh, for him really going because he is kind of getting older. And that deal was a lot that they paid him in that Matt Patricia first-year era, so... Yeah, uh, Trey Flowers wasn't the best pickup, um, and they ended up releasing him. So, yeah, they definitely need an edge rusher. I feel like that defensive line definitely needs help. The entire defense needs help, actually. Um, and, you know, my main issue with the offense, basically every know, everyone knows, is that Jared Goff is a complete bum, and I can play a better quarterback than him. So, right now, I have uh, the Lions picking up uh, edge rusher Kavion Thibodeau with that second pick coming out of Oregon. He's just a really great player. He's able to use his hands. He's versatile. He can come off that edge. He uses his speed. My main issue really with him comparing him to Aiden Hutchinson is that Aiden Hutchinson is more of a technical player. Watching him as a Michigan fan, he's just so great. That bull rush is just amazing. Um, and he was just he's just plowing people over. But uh, Aiden Hutchinson is more of a technical player. He plays with his hands. And he knows the moves that he can do. But Kayvon Thibodeau really is a pretty simple simple player. Uh, he is just able to use his arms to just kind of like push you off. Um, and then try to use his speed on that edge. But really Kayvon Thibodeau hasn't really developed a game to where he can really make any moves more than that. To really propel him further in, you know, inside the line. Um, and, and further in the backfield. Which... I don't think it's that big of a deal. It's definitely coachable. I think the defensive the defense coach that we have there in Detroit is really good. I think he's going to be able to teach Kayvon Thibodeau some moves 
um, that that can help him get off that line a little bit easier. Um, and the Lions, I think, are going to try and build up, uh, you know, a really good defensive line. Uh, probably, you know, make a 2011 Lions run again uh, with Ndamukong Sue and Ziggy An. So that was a pretty great, pretty great run. So I think overall, I think Kevin Thibodeau would just be a perfect selection for the Lions. Uh, now that Kevin Thibodeau is now off of everyone's boards, I think here is where, you know, the next edge rusher comes off the list. Aiden Hutchinson with the third pick goes to the Texans. I think he's a really good prospect, obviously. Uh, second Heisman voting and nothing but praises for him coming uh, into the league. Uh, he's just a really great player. His bull rush is amazing. Like I said, technical player. He, he knows how to use his hands. He knows how to come off blocks. Uh, he's not the fastest edge rusher, which, I mean, if he can at least penetrate, you know, the line of defense, I think he can really do some great things uh, against the Texans now. Not against Texans, with the Texans. Uh, but uh, it will be kind of hard. Um, we'll have to see what he does. Because uh, they are playing in the same division as the Colts. So he will have to play against the Colts offensive line twice a year. So uh, if he does get drafted by the Texans, we, I can't wait to see him go up against that Colts offensive line and see how he does. But overall, I think that he's a great player. Uh, maybe just some minor coachable things. But really a uh, great young player. Uh, nothing for but praises for him, uh, from me at least. So, I think with the third pick here, the Texans select Aiden Hutchinson. Now here, uh, with the fourth pick, you have the Jets selecting safety Kyle Hamilton coming out of Notre Dame. Now, Kyle Hamilton was a guy that everybody was saying, why is nobody talking about him? Why is nobody talking about him for first pick? Which you know, for me, he completely flew under my radar because, I mean, I'm not really that big of a college fan, uh, really, unless that uh, you're in the Big Ten because I'm a Michigan fan. I just watch Michigan. So if you're in the Big Ten, I know most Big Ten players. Um, and not, I don't really know that many Notre Dame players or just any players at all. So um, he definitely flew under my radar. Um, but, uh, you know, from the Stay Hot podcast and other sports podcast, which I think a lot of people should check out. They're really good with their sports takes. Uh, Theo said that, you know, Kyle Hamilton should be a first pick, you know, in some mock drafts, which I think, okay, again, like I said, the top five picks, top 10 picks in this draft, I think are very, you know, mix and match. You know, they're definitely solidified as top five, top 10 picks, but you can have somebody else go number one and somebody else go number 10, and it would all make perfect sense. Now, the reason why I don't have Kyle Hamilton going at first pick is I feel like the Jaguars really need to help out their offensive line. Sorry, excuse me. But as for the Jets, uh, their defensive their defensive capabilities are pretty limited. Uh, Marcus May, who's been pretty good for the Jets, uh, hasn't done too bad. Um and he's been doing good there. But other than that, the Jets' defense is kind of bad. Okay. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's terrible. Uh, the, the offense is getting a little bit better, it seems like. They're kind of finding their rhythm with their younger players. But I think as of now, uh, the Jets should really get a safety. They're really missing that hole ever since they traded away Jamal Adams. Uh, I think, you know, Kyle Hamilton is a great safety. Uh, he can play 
basically end to end. Uh, there was one play against Florida State where he literally was playing on the left side of the field. You know, had you know he was watching it, watching the play progress, and then was able to run. He's like turned on the jets, was able to run over to the other side and get a pick on the sideline, and he read it, he read it just perfectly. The quarterback rolled out to the left, or sorry, the quarterback rolled off to his right side. Kyle Hamilton followed his eyes, hogged the ball down, was able to get it. Now my only you know gripes with Kyle Hamilton is that his size is a little he's he's a little undersized for a safety. Um, especially now in this league where they have safeties kind of playing hybrids of linebackers. So it is going to be kind of hard for him to really go up against some offensive linemen and really be able to play against them. But I think he's been pretty good. Uh, there's I saw one blitz where he literally did a spin move against an offensive lineman, was able to get through there and force the ball out a little bit early, which was really great to see. You don't really see a safety doing a spin move and being able to beat an offensive lineman. So, um, I mean, it's great there. He comes off great in the edge when he's doing a blitz. Uh, but really just his hands, you know, his physicality, he's a little bit undersized. But he's able to hawk that ball down. He's able to get some interceptions for you. So definitely, I think, would be a great pick for the Jets system. Now moving on to the fifth pick in the draft, I have the Giants selecting selecting uh, offensive tackle Ikem Ekwanu from North Carolina State. Now uh, I believe Ikem Ekwanu has uh, the second best, third best pressure rate allowed with 2.7, 2.6. So overall, he's a really great offensive tackle. Um, and North Carolina State did not play good at all. Um, and it's not by his fault. I mean, literally watching the highlights of him, great blocks. And then the quarterback literally like cannot throw or the wide receivers catch the ball and then they fumble or the wide receivers just can't catch. So overall, Ike McQuanu knows how to play on a team that has bad wide receivers and just a bad team overall, like the Giants. Sorry. Now, I do think that the Giants, uh, they have something going on here. I mean, I think they have a right future, um, and they definitely need to protect Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes. Uh, he got injured with a concussion uh, after he ran the ball out of the pocket after being pressured, so uh, that caused him to be out for a while. So definitely getting offensive linemen, I think kind of like how the Jaguars, why well, I want the Jaguars to at least, is get an offensive lineman, and that'll... That'll help him. I think the Giants really want to invest in Daniel Jones being their star quarterback. Um, and if it doesn't work this year, then I think they're going to move on, move on from him. But Giants overall, I think they have something going on, and they really need help with the offensive line. So I think Ikem Ekwanu is probably the best pick or selection for the team. Now moving on to the sixth pick in the draft. Uh, the Panthers will be selecting quarterback Malik Willis coming out of Liberty. Now, this one might come out a little out of left field. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. The Panthers selecting quarterback. Now, let me remind you, they were in talks for trading for Baker Mayfield. And inevitably, they did back out because it seemed like most players did not want him there. Mainly Robbie Anderson, who's a wide receiver for the Panthers. So, made perfect sense. You know, keep your players happy. Don't trade for somebody that they don't 
want and openly say that they don't want. So, uh, you know, don't trade for him. But Sam Darnold, just he kind of he kind of tricked us all. Everybody was like, maybe Sam Darnold was a just maybe him with the Jets was a little bit of a dud. But no, uh, he he stayed Sam Darnold that was in the Jets. So, you know, kind of makes sense that you know they would need a quarterback now. Um, now leaving the trade talks for Baker Mayfield, I think they're looking for a quarterback. And who better than to choose Malik Willis, who has probably one of the rawest talents as a quarterback in this draft class. Now, I mean, nobody really knew who he was coming out of Liberty. Uh, not many people really knew him. Uh, he, Everybody said, okay, maybe he's, you know, he's a first-round quarterback, but don't really know, you know, what what we have in store for us here, but might as well might as well go ahead and see the last like late first round pick to you know early second round pick. But after that combine, very impressive combine, uh, may I say, uh, is it looked really good for Malik Willis. Definitely boosted his draft stock, and he just has he just has an arm for days. Now, as good as he is, he has a lot of raw, raw talent. He may need to sit down for a little while, and if the Panthers do decide to keep Cam Newton, which they probably won't, I think they're gonna let him go. I mean, it would be great to have you know a little bit of a veteran presence, but if you're gonna have him sit behind Sam Darnold, I think that'll be okay as well. Um, but I think it's always good to have you know a backup, and Malik Willis will definitely need to sit for the first year. Uh, he just has a lot to learn. Uh, his his tendencies could be very dangerous in the league. Um, mainly staring down wide receivers when the snap happens, which is something that I point out with Jared Goff's play a lot while watching the Lions. Is that is a very not good, okay, not good way to be quarterbacking. Okay, you don't just look at the receiver the entire play because the defense knows where you're going. You're missing defensive reads if you're just staring down the wide receiver. So, you know. There's one negative there. Um, also, just him forcing the ball out, uh, like he's playing Madden. Okay, he's getting he's getting blitzed. The offensive line was not good at all. Panthers' offensive line is not good at all. Now, and that will force him to you know throw some passes that don't need to be thrown. Uh, you know he could throw out of bounds a little bit. Kind of forces it to the wide receiver, so it doesn't really it doesn't really go you know best. You know, I don't know if he is the best quarterback, but I feel like he is going to be the first quarterback off the board. I think the Panthers, if they just sit him for one year, I think he has a lot of talent that he can definitely improve on. And if the Panthers do move on from Sam Darnold and move on to Malik Willis, I think that'll be perfectly fine. It would make sense. And I think Malik Willis is just a great quarterback all around. That's why I have him getting picked at the sixth spot in the draft. Now... For the number seventh pick, the New York Giants select edge rusher out of Georgia, Trayvon Walker. Now Trayvon Walker, like I said earlier, could possibly first, you know, could possibly the first pick. Depends on who wants to, you know, call the pick, who who wants to be picked up, or who who wants who to be picked up in the draft, and in such, and. It, Kind of hurts that Evan Neal's not even in those talks, uh, but you know, I think they should pick Evan Neal. But 
Trayvon Walker for the Giants worked for me. I think they definitely, after earlier on in the draft, right, my mock draft, they pick up an offensive lineman, uh, you know, kind of help Danny Dimes and kind of help that offense, which is trying its best to really progress. I think now you choose a defensive ed, ed uh, like Trayvon Walker, who can play edge. He can play a little bit of it inside. He can play linebacker. He's a really unique player, and I think um, getting him at seven would be ideal for the Giants. I mean, uh, you know, you're getting a player that can really play and do some things for your defense, um, and uh, I think I think it'll just work perfectly fine with them. I, I think it I think it's a good pick. You know, that defense definitely needs help. Uh, really, besides the secondary, they don't really have anything, so. Definitely getting a defensive end will help the Giants in this draft. Now moving on to the eighth pick, the Falcons select the first wide receiver coming off the board, Jamison Williams. Now Jamison Williams, uh, great pick. I think he's probably the best wide receiver in this draft class uh, right there next to Garrett Wilson. Now I think Jamison Williams is going to come off first in the draft is because just the amount of talent that he had before he got injured. Um... In those college playoffs, uh, which was really tough to watch, that ACL tear right before the season ended, um, and he was definitely a key piece as to why Alabama was as good as they were. Bryce Young was targeting him a lot. Uh, Jameson Williams' speed is amazing. Um, now, if he does go to the Falcons, my really, you know, my main concern if he does go to the Falcons is the size of that of that wide receiver core, um, because really right now. Uh, they're playing Calvin Ridley one, Russell Gage two. Uh, I don't know who they're playing at three, and then they got uh Kyle Pitts, Kyle Pitts as tight end. Um, now Kyle Pitts, Calvin Ridley, really too tall, and I mean Kyle Pitts basically plays as a receiver at tight end, and then Calvin Ridley is just a you know, you know basic prototype of a wide receiver, tall. He's able to catch. Now, Calvin Ridley didn't have the best season, mainly due to some mental health issues, so he did leave the season a little bit early, um, but it does look like he's going to be playing for the Falcons this season. And then Russell Gage stepped in pretty well at that first spot for uh, the Falcons. Did pretty good, but Jamison Williams is pretty undersized here um, as being a wide out in the NFL. Now, I think he'll still do, still do good if he is played out wide out. I think it would make more sense to have him at wideout than it would to have Russell Gage, because uh, Russell Gage is a little bit smaller than Jamison Williams. And if you do play Jamison Williams as a slot, you'll have him more involved in the run game, which he's not good at run blocking whatsoever. So I think uh, I think uh, Jamison Williams would be a perfect fit for the Falcons. You know, uh, Falcons offense. Uh, I think he's a really great player. Uh, kind of reminds me of Jerry Judy, just the way that he plays. Obviously, uh, Alabama teammates. So, uh, well, not you know, amazing that I weren't teammates. Never get my years wrong. But definitely Alabama wide receiver, both of them were. So, uh, I think Jameson Williams going to the Falcons would help the Falcons a lot. They definitely need some targets. My, uh, I don't think the Falcons are going to go quarterback here since Malik, Malik Willis will already be off the board at this point in time. 
and I don't think they want Kenny Pickett or uh, Matt Corral or um, Sam Howell or Desmond Ritter. So I think I think they don't want to go too high on those guys. So I think here they're just going to go for a wide receiver, kind of keep it clean. And then uh, I believe, no, actually, no, they got Mariota, actually, in free agency. They don't need a quarterback. So, yeah, I think Mariota, he's a really good quarterback watching him with the Raiders. As a Raiders fan, I think he's really good. So uh, maybe you can go back to that Titans form. And uh, getting him some more targets definitely helped the Falcons. Now with the ninth pick, the Seahawks, which is actually like one of the first times I've ever seen the Seahawks pick this high. Uh, I believe the Seahawks will pick offensive tackle Charles Cross coming out of Mississippi State. Now, again, the only reason why I don't think they're going to be getting a quarterback is because uh, I don't I don't think that they're going to be too high. Or at least the coaches and GMs haven't looked too high on this uh, quarterback class this year. So, you know, I think I think it's going to be tough, tough for, you know, some teams to pick a little bit high in the draft for a quarterback unless they're really desperate. Uh, they were able to get Drew Locke, who many people say he has good talent, he has a lot of potential, but just hasn't really translated on the field. Um, but a really big issue I feel like that the Seahawks have had in a, for a very long time and what Russell Wilson was really talking about when he wanted to be you know, traded away is that the offensive line is just horrendous. The Seahawks offensive line is probably one of the worst in the league. So definitely adding some younger talent like Charles Cross, who played really good in Mississippi State. Reminds me a lot of Laramie Tunsil, the way he plays. Um, I think he's a really great player. He is a little bit prone to holding, especially when he's met directly at the chest plate. He tends to, uh, you know, hug the defensive lineman with both arms, which is obviously going to be a couple of holding penalties in the league so uh maybe maybe that's the really only big thing i think that they'll need to really fix and i think overall he's just a really great player and yeah i think it'd be good here for uh the seahawks to really start off with an offensive lineman now for the 10th pick in the draft i think the jets will select cornerback ahmad gardner or Sauce Gardner coming out of Cincinnati. Now, he is a really great player. I think he's going to be the first defensive, or not defensive back, but the first cornerback taken off the list here. Uh, uh, mainly due, if it wasn't for uh, Derek Stingley's injury-prone past with LSU, I think he would have been you know, taken a little bit further down. But Ahmad Gardner had a really great season with Cincinnati. He uh, was... He was He's doing great, I think, in my opinion. Just watching his film, uh, he's he looked great. Uh, he has he's a little bit undersized, but he's kind of I don't really know. He's in that range of where he looks undersized, but his arm length, his wingspan, and then his leg, you know, he's able to recover really fast, which was interesting to watch him play like that. He's just able to. Uh, you know, come off that ball really fast. He's able to kind of bait some quarterbacks into throwing, you know, the wrong way, and he can go over and get some picks. Now, uh, the main thing that I saw with him in his film is that he's a little bit greedy. You know, he tends to he tends to jump on the ball, uh, quite a bit. Um, so if you know if a quarterback was to 
you know, pull off a little pump fake. Uh, you know, he'd be tricked by that kind of bite on it and, you know, leave a wide receiver open. But that speed that he has, that recovery speed is definitely lethal. So uh, he, he'll he be able to bait some quarterbacks into throwing his way and, you know, get on that. Um, and also his uh, press, you know, coming off a jam, just not the best. Uh, he, again, like he's not really that physical, but uh, his speed and length definitely helps him in the league. Um, which I think he'll do great in, um, especially the Jets. Uh, I think him and Kyle Hamilton will be a lethal duo for that Jets defense, and I think the Jets are making some moves here to really become a team you know, that a lot of people are going to know in the future. So I think uh, the Jets here are going to try and beef up their defense and really make some big trades for their offense. Now here for the 11th pick, I have the Washington Commanders as the first pick as the Commanders. They're going to be picking up wide receiver Garrett Wilson coming over, coming out of Ohio State. Now, Garrett Wilson, great wide receiver, um, a little undersized. Again, um, as you'll see from the Ohio State wide receiver class, they're a little bit undersized, but they are speedy. Let me tell you, Garrett Wilson, he is fast. He can come out that line and just beat you in an instant. Um, now, the only bad thing that I really saw in his film is his physicality. Coming off that jam from a defensive back, especially if they're really physical, he's not going to be able to get off of that. Um, but I believe if, if the commanders play him at a slot, I think he'll be perfect there at the slot. If they get if they get uh, Scary Terry wide out, obviously wide receiver number one, and they have Wilson at three, possibly two, but I don't think they're gonna be playing him at wide out. I think if you put him in the slot, he's gonna be lethal. Put him on some slants where he can't really get jammed. He's gonna be able to outrun some linemen, um, or not linemen, linebackers, um, and you know, uh, he's not he's a player that yeah again his physicality is not the best. He's not going to get a lot of yak. Um, you know, he catches the ball, and he usually gets tackled, you know, on the first hit. Uh, doesn't really, he doesn't really, uh, you know, be able, he's not a wide receiver that's able to break tackles. Say, like, DK Metcalf, who's a really big guy and has a lot of physicality on the field. Garrett Wilson's more of a smaller wide receiver, and uh, while he has, he can break tackles, he mainly uses his speed to his advantage, which is really great just seeing him get wide open just just wide open right there in the back of the field is just amazing to watch so Garrett Wilson great pick I think for the commanders and a great you know option to really help out uh scary Terry on that wide receiver core okay and with the number 12th pick the Vikings select cornerback Derek Stingley Jr. coming out of LSU now I think uh, I think Derek Stingley is a really good cornerback. His shadow ability is just amazing. I don't. I have never seen a college cornerback, especially a true freshman, um, which I will begin to later. Why I'm talking about his freshman stats. Um, as a true freshman, his shadow is amazing, and you know, especially in his sophomore and junior seasons, they were also amazing. Uh, but again. There's only uh, a reason why I think, you know, he's only going to be the second cornerback taken off this list is that uh, his his freshman year, 
Okay, he played, uh, I believe, 15 games. So, majority of the season. Okay, sophomore year, he played five games. Junior year, he played five games. So that's a total of 25 games in a three-year career with LSU. So obviously, very injury-prone, which is a main issue with a lot of people picking up Derek Stingley. He only has six interceptions on his career, all six coming from the freshman year. But, sorry, he was really healthy in that freshman year. Um, And then sophomore year and junior years when he kind of was putting on a little bit more weight to keep up with the physicality of the wide receivers, which kind of made him a little bit more injury-prone. Now, uh, so, you know, now wasn't wasn't really the best uh, college career, I guess, at LSU, but he did show when he was healthy, those six interceptions in one season was great. So if he does stay healthy in the league, I think he's a really great prospect. Um, I think, you know, it's a high-risk, high-reward for the Vikings. Uh, they definitely really need to bring some young force to that defense because uh, their defense is getting a little bit older. So I do think if they add, you know, a little bit of a younger player to that defense, it will definitely help a lot in order to, you know, stop some faster wide receivers. Now with the 13th pick, the Texans select wide receiver Chris Olave come out of Ohio State. Now, only two picks ago, his teammate, uh, his teammate Garrett Wilson was picked off the list. Now Chris Olave is off the list now. Uh, he was a pretty, you know, uh, Chris Olave last year was a pretty big prospect. A lot of people, you know, had him. But I think since it was just such a stacked wide receiver class last year, um, he didn't really want to join in the draft, um, which was, uh, which made sense. A lot of people had him at late first round to second round pick. But it does seem like he's going to be a solidified first round pick here. I think, in my opinion, he's going to be a top 15 draft pick here to the Texans. Uh, now, the Texans did just sign Brandon Cooks. That deal uh, brings some veteran presence. But other than that, they don't really have much. So I think bringing in a new wide receiver will definitely help the Texans' offense and give Davis Mills or Tyrod Taylor uh, some pretty good targets uh, You know, on offense. Now, with the 14th pick, the Ravens select defensive tackle coming out of Georgia, Jordan Davis. Now, Jordan Davis... He's a, he's a big player, okay? He's a big player, massive guy coming off that defensive line. And it's, it's kind of hard to stop him. He, he was doing his thing with Georgia. Kind of reminds me of uh, Vince Vince Wilfork, if a lot of people remember him with his time in the with the Texans and Patriots. I think uh, Jordan Davis is that type of player. Uh, again, he used his size and his physicality to his advantage. He's a really hard player to stop. If you're playing against him on the O-line. And I think he'd be a perfect fit for the Ravens. They, uh, you know, they re-signed Calais Campbell, um, which would definitely bring some veteran presence and teach Jordan Davis the ropes of the league. And he could very well be the next Calais Campbell as well, as just the Ravens really needing some more uh, defensive help on that defensive line. Now with the 15th pick, uh, the Eagles select offensive tackle Trevor Penning out of Northern Iowa. Now, I think I think this is a pretty safe pick. Uh, the Eagles 
offensive line is getting a little bit older. Jason Kelsey um, and in company is just getting a little bit older, and they haven't really been able to draft any big players on the offensive line. So I think getting offensive linemen here, a little bit of a younger player who's great prospect, I think a lot of people will agree with me that he's a great prospect, great offensive line prospect. So I think the Eagles, you know, they further their offensive lineman depth and kind of allow some younger players to start there in Philadelphia. Now with the 16th pick, halfway through the draft, the Saints select quarterback Kenny Pickett coming out of Pittsburgh. Now I think he's going to be a really great quarterback. Um, the only reason why I had him coming at second off the board is that I think Malik Willis kind of fits the Panthers a little bit better than Kenny Pickett will. Um, and uh, like I said earlier, this this draft class or the teams drafting in this class seem a little hesitant on quarterbacks, but I think the Saints really need one, uh, especially if Jameis Winston doesn't work. I mean, Jameis, he showed some flashes, definitely showed some flashes, but, uh, you know, that torn ACL in the middle of the season, and they had Trevor Simeon um, and then uh, Taysom Hill both playing quarterback, it... It just didn't look that good, you know, overall, you know, having a true quarterback uh, really be able to play quarterback. So I think, you know, if if the Saints select Kenny Pickett, it's a it's a win win. I think Uh, if they if they get Kenny Pickett, he'll be able to sit a year. Um, And if Jameis doesn't work out, then they have Kenny Pickett. And if Jameis does work, I think Kenny Pickett will be a good quarterback to have as a backup. Or, you know, just as a good player to really, you know, come in again if Jameis does get injured. If if he does work out with New Orleans. If it doesn't, I, you know, now they have Kenny Pickett who is a great, you know, true quarterback that can really play for them, in my opinion. Now for the 17th pick, I have the Chargers selecting linebacker Devin Lloyd coming out of Utah. Now Devin Lloyd, linebacker uh, coming out of Utah, great, great pick. I think uh, Chargers really beefing up that defense, um, and I think they really need help with the linebacker position. They got the defensive line settled. I think that defensive line is just automatically stacked. Uh, Devin, I mean, they got what, Melvin, Melvin Gordon. They got Joey Bosa. They got Khalil Mack. Um, is that all for that defense line? I feel like they have more. But then that linebacker core is a little weak. And then they have J.C. Jackson. Derwin James, like, that defense is just stacked. Why not add some more, you know, some more pieces to that defense, fully invest in that defense. The Chargers offense is great on its own. I think you really just want to invest in that defense, which really hindered your performance last season, especially against the Raiders in that last game. So I think if they stack up their defense a little bit more, Chargers are team to, uh, you know, Chargers team to look out for. Now, for the 18th pick, I have the first trade of the draft. Trade alert. The Cardinals trade pick 23 and 55 for pick 18, uh, which they're giving that to the Eagles. Now, the Eagles already have a lot of draft capital, so, I, I mean, I think the Cardinals, they're, they're trying to, you know, pick up some pick up some players, and I think they get edge. Uh, you know, they get a defensive lineman, George Karloftis. Coming out of Purdue, I think he's a really great player. 
Um, no, he he showed some glimpses, and I think the ed, uh, I think the Cardinals really need an edge player, especially since they lost uh, Chandler Jones, who was really great for them. Uh, so I think they definitely need to fill a hole there. Um, and you know what? You know what? Not better, you know, than picking the next edge, kind of the next bedge edge, best edge in the class, uh, which will be George Karloftis. Now with the 20, or sorry, with the 19th pick, not the 20th pick, with the 19th pick, the Saints select safety Daxton Hill coming out of Michigan. Now, as a Michigan fan, again, I watched Daxton Hill play for all three years of his career with Michigan, um, and I can I can vouch for him. He's a really great safety. Uh, he, I believe he's the only second safety coming out of the draft class that I have right now, uh, right behind Kyle Hamilton. I think he's a great safety. He's able to hawk the ball down, um, and you know he's able to get some picks. He's able to defend some passes. Um, really, my main issue with him is just some pass interference calls that have been you know called against him, which are pretty obvious and ones that you can uh, try and avoid. You know they're avoidable, um, and you always want to you always want to avoid the ones that are easy to call. And he's you know he's gone into that hole where. He's gotten some pass interference calls that have been pretty crucial, so maybe something that you can coach him on there. And then also, um, you know, he's a little bit undersized. Uh, he's been mossed a couple times in Michigan, so uh, those are some things I would just look out for if you're, you know, the Saints coaching staff. But really, I think this pick is great here because you're trying to fill in that spot that Malcolm Jenkins has just left after retiring. So I think the Saints overall would be a great pick to just pick up Daxon Hill out of Michigan. Now with the 20th pick, I have the Steelers selecting offensive guard Zion Johnson coming out of Boston College. Zion Johnson looked pretty good in Boston College. I think the Steelers' the offensive line needs a little bit of help. Again, I think kind of like the Eagles' offensive line, they're getting a little bit older. And they definitely need some younger players in there, uh, especially to protect, um, you know, whoever they choose or they decide to be quarterback, either Mitch Trubisky or Mason Rudolph, especially with the untimely passing of Dwayne Haskins. They definitely really need a offensive lineman to help out with whoever's going to win that quarterback, you know, that quarterback battle. So whoever wins that one, they're definitely going to need to protect them. And that Steelers offensive line just hadn't really given Ben Roethlisberger the time to really throw at all. So uh, getting some offensive linemen uh, would be great for the Steelers, I think, in this draft. Now, next, with the 21st pick in the draft, the Patriots will select cornerback Andrew Booth Jr. coming out of Clemson. Now, Clemson didn't really have the best season, um, you know, after Trevor Lawrence left. But they're still a decent team. I think I think Andrew Booth is a good prospect. Um, you know, definitely to fill in that that void that Stephon Gilmore and J.C. Jackson have left. I think getting a cornerback here is probably the best option for them. The offense looks great for the Patriots. I think really here you want to focus on the defense, getting some younger players, um, and being able to uh, bring in a younger class uh, and kind of remove some of the older players. So I think this one just makes perfect sense for the Patriots here, just like the next best cornerback in the class now with the 22nd pick the Packers select wide receiver Drake London coming out of USC now Drake London was a really highly sought after prospect uh, you know after 
the collegiate season ended. Um, but ever since then, it just kind of, uh, I mean, the, the talks of him going as the top wide receiver in the draft kind of fell, uh, especially after Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave's amazing combines. And uh, Jameson Williams, I think, should have already been, you know, consensus first wide receiver off the board. But Drake London was at the beginning of the, you know, the draft talks. But uh, it has gone down over some time. And I think, you know, his draft type is still there. And I think, you know, it's perfect for the Packers here. Uh, this is the same pick that they got from the Raiders in that that trade for, uh, you know, when the Raiders traded for Devontae Adams. So I think getting a wide receiver just makes just makes the best sense I mean that defense is great already I don't think you really need to add on to that defense and it's now finally the Packers time to draft a wide receiver that you need you need the wide receiver here you you know you don't have Devontae Adams anymore so it just makes perfect sense that you would get Drake London with this pick and with the next pick here uh, the 23rd pick that the Cardinals traded away for the 18th pick. The Eagles will select linebacker Nicobe Dean coming out of Georgia. Now this one, I know it's going to surprise a lot of people. This is pretty late for Nicobe Dean to be drafted. But I think a lot of teams here, you know, before, I don't think they really need a linebacker. Or, I mean, I already had a linebacker here really drafted. But, you know, this is just Devin Lloyd. Um, But I think here... Is where the Eagles kind of take Nicobe Dean. Now, Nicobe Dean could go earlier on in the draft. This is probably one of my, you know, one of the picks I didn't really agree with, but it's kind of how the cookie crumbled when I was making this mock draft. So I was like, why not just put Nicobe Dean here? Eagles need a linebacker. They really need to make a younger linebacker core. Um, and why not help with one of the best linebackers uh, in the draft class this year uh, coming out of Georgia? And with the next pick, the 24th pick, the Cowboys select wide receiver Traylon Burks coming out of Arkansas. Now, Traylon Burks, he looked pretty good uh, in this, you know, semi-stacked wide receiver class. Um, obviously, I think they're going to need some help uh, because uh, the Cowboys just lost to Mark Cooper. So, I think they definitely need to add some more wide receiver depth to their roster. And I think it just makes perfect sense to get Traylon Burks here at Arkansas. And with the 25th pick, the Bills select cornerback Kair Elam coming out of Florida. Now, this one I was kind of debating on if the Bills should just trade away the draft stock here, but I think they should really build on that defense. Um, I think they're a Super Bowl contending team, so, I mean, that's really why I thought they didn't really need the draft this year. I mean, they could could just wait see how this season goes. But then again, I, I was thinking, I was like, you know, they kind of need some help on that defense especially against the Chiefs, where, you know, they didn't do that good. Um, you know, kind of exposed where they had their faults in the defense. Sorry, excuse me. So I think here if they get another cornerback, you know, kind of, you know, have a rookie that's going to learn from one of the best, Trey White, I think it's going to be really good for the Bills to really have a ve veteran presence teaching a younger player how to play the game and, you know, kind of make, a, you know, a better and younger defense uh, you know, moving on uh, from him if they, if they do later on in his career. Now, here I have my second trade. The Jaguars send the number 33 pick and the 65th pick to the Titans um, in order to get this 26th pick. So I think here they select Edge 
Jermaine Johnson coming out of Florida State. Now, a lot of people think Jermaine Johnson is a top 10 pick, which, okay, very possible. But again, I think since this edge this edge class is just so stacked, the Jaguars should just go for an offensive lineman with their first pick, get the one of the best offensive linemen that have ever played in college, and then you can get some edge because, uh, you know, some of the edges really good in this, uh, you know, this draft class. I think it, it would make perfect sense why I'm just wait, you know, get an edge, and now you got both an offensive lineman and a defensive end. It works perfectly, okay? It would make perfect sense. But the Jaguars are such a poverty franchise, they probably will never watch this, and they'll never know that they should have picked Evan Neal with that first pick and then gotten the edge later on in the draft because they really need to focus on their offense and not their defense because what, what is the point of drafting quarterback and you don't, you know, you don't help them at all with the offensive line. So, no, that's what I got here, okay? But it just makes sense that the Jaguars would want to, you know, they would want to trade a little bit higher on in the draft, you know, get some good players that they can really build their young base off of. And the Titans are a playoff team, so I don't really think they need a first-round pick. Um, I think, you know, if, if they get if they get some second-round pick, third-round pick, it would be great for the Titans to really just get some depth players that will help them. So here I got the Jaguars trading up, Titans trading down, and the Jaguars picking up an edge defender. Now with the next pick, the 27th pick, the Buccaneers select offensive guard Kenyon Green coming out of Texas A&M. Now this one, I think Buccaneers, you know, they get they get Tom Brady back, uh, unfortunately. Um, and uh, you know, I think uh, the Buccaneers, you know, they 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 go out here, you know, get a get a decent pick or whatever, you know. They get an offensive line. I think I think they really need an offensive line here. Offensive lineman. Um I mean the offensive line's already stacked with the Buccaneers, but then again what we saw in the playoffs, uh where uh, one of the offensive linemen went down, uh, Tristan Wirfs, who's a really good young offensive lineman, it kinda opened up their eyes to see, okay, or to say, Yeah, we need an an a more offensive line depth and they didn't have it last season, so I think it's good here to build it up in the draft and get some younger players that can really learn from some offensive linemen that have already played in the league and kind of show them the ropes. Now, next in the uh, the next pick in the draft, we have the 28th pick, and I have the Packers selecting safety Jaquan Brisker coming out of Penn State. Now, Jaquan Brisker, great player. I think, I think he's a great safety Uh. Uh, you know, the Packers kind of need help, again, defensive-wise. Uh, I mean, I'm not sure that much. I mean, you know, you could, you could probably transfer him over to cornerback and replace Kevin King, which they really need to do. I mean, as a Lions fan, I don't really want them to trade and change Kevin King out of the system because he's just such a trash cornerback. But, you know, they're going to safety here, have him at safety, you know, play, play him up there. They don't really have a safety that is really notable, uh, probably besides Adrian Amos, who's getting a little bit older, so then getting, you know, get, again, getting a, a young player that can learn the ropes of the game would be best for this semi-old Packers team. Now, with the next pick in the draft, we have the 29th pick, the Chiefs selecting cornerback Trent McDuffie coming out of Washington. Uh, now, more notably, they did lose one of their biggest uh, defensive players, Tyron Matthew, this offseason, um, so, 
I think they should start definitely building up their young defense and uh, first starting off that with um, Trent McDuffie. I think he he'll be really good from Washington. Uh, he's he's played well. I think you know his play will transfer over to the league, and it would make sense why the Chiefs would want to kind of beef up that defense. Now with the thirtieth pick here, the Chiefs select safety Lewis Sign, I believe, from Georgia, who played really well in the national championship game. I really liked how he played. Um, now, again, I was thinking about okay, maybe the Chiefs could kind of draft Jahan Dotson here, who is a really great player coming out of Penn State, but I think he's an honorable mention to make in the first round. I think he's going to be picked up in the second round, but honorable mention nonetheless. And I think it'll work here. Um, getting a safety again to replace Tyron Matthew would be great. Kind of, you know, make that defense younger, which is you know always great to have. Kind of beef up the secondary class. Who, uh, I mean, the secondary class this year is you know pretty, pretty you know deep. So you you can get you can get some some hidden gems in late in the draft, um, which they really need. Uh, and the defensive linemen are really kind of limited up until the first round, so I think here you want to get a safety immediately, kind of fill in a spot that you're missing here uh, with Tyron Matthew, and you know go ahead and pick up Lewis Sign from Georgia. Uh, now with the 31st pick in the draft, I have the Bengals selecting defensive tackle Perrion Winfrey coming out of Oklahoma. Now in the Super Bowl, we kind of saw whose defensive line was best. And it was the Rams. And I think the the Bengals weren't able to pressure Matthew Stafford enough, really. And I think they, they need some help on, on that defensive line, penetrate, you know, penetrate past the line. And I think it will, you know, it will help them to get a defensive tackle, nose tackle out of Oklahoma. It, it would make sense, I think. I can't really say much on the topic, but I think the Bengals getting a defensive lineman just makes perfect sense to kind of beef up that defense, make that defense a little bit younger. Um, and the offense is great on its own. So, yeah, definitely helping that defensive line would help a lot. And with the last pick in the draft, the Lions getting this pick from the Rams in that Matthew Stafford trade, the Lions select a quarterback. Detroit will rejoice. We we do not want Jared Goff. Okay, Jared Goff. No, Jared Goff. No. Okay, no. We We may have to play him next season. Because, you know, rookie quarterback, not too good. But we will be selecting quarterback Sam Howell coming out of North Carolina. Not a lot of people say Sam Howell is the best quarterback prospect in the draft. He's a little bit of a sleeper, but I think he's more of a complete package compared to Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis that I've already taken in the draft. Desmond Ritter is also an honorable mention to making the first round, but I have him going in the second round. I think Sam Howell... He's like uh he has the same build as Baker Mayfield. He's just better. Okay, he's a better Baker Mayfield clone. Okay, I mean if if you look up Sam Howell and then you look up Baker Mayfield, they basically look the same. You know, the same build, same body type. You know, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't go ahead and say, you know, the facial features because they're just both you know white guys with beards and you know black hair. So I can't really. Can't really go into that, but I think they're the same type of build, um, and 
and I think he's a little bit better than Baker Mayfield. So I'll go ahead and say that the Lions select a quarterback. They finally move on from Jared Goff. He was a bridge quarterback, I think, in my opinion, when they got him. So finally move away from Jared Goff and select Sam Howell with the 32nd pick in the draft. And that'll be all for my mock draft in the first round because I cannot go into the second round, third round, because that'll be like a whole another hour. I'm sure you guys already wait here. I will try to put in some time markers if you're watching on YouTube so you can just go ahead and see your favorite team's pick that I have them at. Um, but overall, I think this is going to be a pretty good draft. It's going to be entertaining to watch because there's no solidified picks at 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, even up to 10, maybe even up to the 32nd pick because I had so many honorable mentions you know, that could make it to the first round. So I think it's going to be interesting to watch. It's going to be an exciting draft to watch. It's, you know, it's a super deep class. So, you know, go ahead and let me know what, in the comments below what you guys think, uh, you know, will happen in the draft tomorrow in the first round. Um, you know, go ahead, like, comment, subscribe, share this to somebody that you think would be interested in knowing who I think their team would draft. And if you're listening to on a podcast platform, thank you for listening all the way through. Um, and also share the episode to anybody you think would like to listen to it. Well, thank you for listening and watching all the way through. Have a great rest of your day.